the pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Listeners, welcome to our uh, va- our soon to be vacation. Uh, our vacation. What's up, vacation? Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. this is the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. I am Jasmine. And, I'm Zach. Uh, that is Zach, and we're here to tell you news um, that matters to us, and we hope that it really matters. So, to you. in three days, uh, approximately, at least from this recording, we're doing five percent damage to our livers. Uh, <laughs> no, not not then. That yeah, that's like five days from now. You meant five days from now? Okay, are we? So we'll be at fifteen percent. We are not drinking while we're driving. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm totally kidding. Uh, yes, yes, we're not drinking and driving. No, we haven't. We have. We have twenty hours of driving. At least I want to guess. I don't. I don't, yeah. I expect to pat on. Uh, two hours, two hours, two, two hours. I keep yeah, looking at, okay, you're, hopefully there's no slowdowns. No, we're not taking the toll road. We're taking the no toll road. Where are we going specifically? We're the going, port of Miami. That's what I thought. And I keep looking at it. <sighs> Let me look. Hold on. I am. He's looking it up, guys. We're because... going to the port of Miami. There we go. I had to just type it in. Portillo's. <laughs> Portillo. We're going to Portillo's. Okay, Porto of Miami. I found it. Okay. Yeah, tolls required on this road. You don't want to take that one. Yeah, so the next road. Avoid. Avoid tolls. Supply. Mm, 18 hours, 41 minutes. Yeah, about 19 mm, hours. Mm, mm, 21 hours and 41 minutes. Probably about. Yeah. Uh, because we're gonna have to stop a few places. We're not stopping anywhere specifically. We might stop. No, like, we're stopping at Bucky's. Like, we, well, oh yeah, no, for sure. Like, I forgot about that. So then add extra time. Yeah, if we leave, Bussies, you're gonna go to Bussies. No, it's gonna be awesome. we're getting some. We're no, gonna get some br- bu- Bussies brisket. Nuts. We're gonna get some Bussies nuts. I forgot that we're going there. God damn it. Okay. I know, isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's that's not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the brisket sandwich. Though. Like, uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about the brisket sandwich, and I can't stress this enough, guys. Um, brisket sandwich. Okay. But, um. So. Also, they have edible cookie dough in like little containers. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I love that. We'll see what we'll see what I get. Um. You know God. what else they have? Biscuits. What movie did we see? <laughs> okay, so we forgot to talk about something uh, during Haunting in Venice. Yeah, which last was week whenever we saw Haunting in crazy. Venice. Crazy. And like, I, I, it, it boils me to my core dude, about like, this. I, I have, there's only been like three occasions in my life where this has happened, and Zach was there for one of them. So like I'm I, not I'm not an, I'm not a confrontational person. I don't also like leaving movies 
but like if I wasn't in- interested in this movie as much as I was at I the time, I would have gotten up and gone to talk to somebody. It's just the only reason because of Haunting in Venice I was interested in because I liked the series. Right. But these people about two rows behind us in the back, I guarantee you this girl, this lady was on her phone nonstop for about an hour and a half into the film. It was... Uh, my yeah, God! It, it, nobody else said anything, and I know everybody else was thinking the same thing because even in the quiet moments, which there are a lot, because it's a mystery fucking movie, like uh, like you could hear them talking on the phone. They had a man on like FaceTime. <laughs> I don't know what he was they on were FaceTime, and about. I and you could barely hear what they were talking about, but I could hear in and out, and they were just back there giggling laughing i'm like what the fuck are you guys back there doing filming a fucking porno jasmine said something so they kind of hushed up a little bit but then they came back at near the end so they were talking non-stop for the whole film on their phone with somebody else at near full volume enough for everybody you know what as as somebody who is half african-american you do not have to be a stereotype okay and they totally were like, I look back at him when the lights came on. Like, I was like, <laughs> so I will literally kick him up. Like, it, fe- it, it feels disrespectful to, it is disrespectful. to, to the I other paid, people. But we, we went to an IMAX film we went, and we paid full price mm, on a Sunday. Um, and then also, not only that, but like, $16. It, that it also, it's also just stupid, disrespectful. I, I feel like to yourself, they'd be like, I'm going to go watch this film. Or they probably went with somebody else, but then they're just, mm, I don't even think that I literally think that they were people who were, uh, walked in. They just walked in. I think so. Like, I, like, I don't know what, why would you pay to pay $16 to go sit on the cell phone? You I don't know, what I'm man. Saying? I like, don't know. I feel like there was somebody who was walking around and just was like, Hey, we're going to slip into this movie. Okay. Well, whatever. like, I really feel like that's what it I was. keep seeing people be, be disrespectful these days and it just pisses me off. But anyways, I don't want to get into that. That's just wild that it happened for the full movie. Which, by the way, the movie is, if I believe, it's almost two hours long. Yeah. <clears throat> so, just about. Yeah, no, they were talking for a long time, if I believe. Hold on. An hour and 43 minutes, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I, can't, I couldn't believe it, honestly. Like, I, I just snapped all of a sudden, and I was just like, if y'all don't be quiet right now or something like that. Like, I didn't curse or anything. You didn't like say that. it that loud, but you were just, it, it, was, it was loud enough for everybody to hear, which was good enough. And I just, it's whatever. But you know what? We're past that now. That was like two weeks ago. I'm still not past it. Like, my blood is boiling right now, dude, thinking about them. Okay, like, thinking of blood is boiling. You can take that anger out of one of the things because I want to talk about a naked truth real quick before we get into our. Actually, no, yeah, I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, I have a weird fact, but except I have done some research and I found a great list of ones I've written down. I don't know how many are on this list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We love a list. Around here. twelve or thirteen. Um, you can choose from this list. Here, choose from the list. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you, if it goes black, just press the screen. Uh, choose from the list which one sounds the most interesting to you. <coughs> I got a lot of good ones. <laughs> Don't choose the last one though. I think it's it's the yeah yeah yeah. yeah we yeah, haven't yeah. looked into that one. Yeah, uh, I just mentioned something earlier, but uh, let's try. You already told me about 
the lobster war. No, I haven't. I told you I, I said something about it, but I haven't talked deeply into it. It gets crazy, crazy. Let's go with Project Pluto. Okay, Project Pluto is fun. So there, I actually have a few few uh, nuclear ones on here uh -huh. uh, because a lot of nuclear testing is wild. Um, I love a good government conspiracy. Project Pluto overall is one of one of the more insane ones. Uh, that we <laughs> didn't that we're didn't gonna we're gonna make a habit that didn't fully exact it didn't fully get into like it didn't actually fully happen mm -hmm. so it was the united states government uh program to develop nuclear power ramjet engines for cruise missiles so at which we didn't we didn't do that we didn't do that we don't use nuclear power for cruise missiles um they wanted <laughs> there was two experimental engines were tested in a Nevada test site in 1961 and 1964, respectively. Um, we never, ever made these ever again because, shit you not, these are more than likely capable of killing a person just by flying by them. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, uh, so the United States Air Force and the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission in 1957 selected the Lawrence Radiation Laboratory to test the uh, test applying heat to nuclear reactors, which uh, so to power ramjet engines. Um, ramjet engines, if you don't know, are just engines that take forward motion uh, through an intake, and they ex they cause an expansion inside their chamber. And they propel it out, and right, that the same, the same <coughs> stuff that we use to take a rocket off. Of yeah, there. it's rocket assisting. Uh, Ram, and we put, but we put that thing on fighter pilots, uh, and and jets and stuff like that. Those are the things that propel uh, I feel fighter like that planes. That would combust whatever was around it. Yes. Like, so we don't do that. We don't do that with nuclear power. Ramjet engines can do it on their own, but they wanted to test installing nuclear power into a ramjet engine. On a cruise missile. Yeah. Um, and it didn't make it off the ground. This would have many advantages over nuclear weapons Just delivery exploded. systems operating at Mach three. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Around. Just like a sound wave on the ground. Around like, thirty-seven thousand kilometers per hour, or two thousand three hundred miles per hour, and flying as low as fifteen hundred meters, five hundred feet. It would be very low, as it would it would be able to fly. It wouldn't fly. It would be able to fly so low that way it'd be able undetectable on uh, high radar, altitude radars like and stuff radar. like that. Yeah. The issue with that, it would be oh oh. I'll get into that. It would be invulnerable to interception by contemporary air defenses and carry more than larger nuclear warheads, up to 16. Uh, by the way, it can carry a pay payload. Uh, it can carry large nuclear warheads, up to 16 nuclear weapons, which each hold up to 10 megatons of TNT. <clears throat> You know that that's the one that they got, like in that silo in the middle of the United States, and it's like already built, like uh -huh. waiting to like explode Russia or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and start like a world war. So also, it can it has the it has greater accuracy than po than thought possible with the intercontinental ballistic missile. Not the intercontinental <laughs> ballistic which missile. at which at the time, unlike them, could be recalled. So. Yeah, um, this thing, of course, it, they were they're just testing and all that stuff. Uh, the development of it is pretty intense. There's like a whole page of it that I can get into. I'm I don't sure want they to. Have schemetics uh, and shit oh yeah, like schematics of it for sure, just on on the page. 
Um, and it goes into deep about the stuff, but the test facilities I want to get into. Of course, it was $1.2 million on 2421 square kilometer of, oh my God, the jackass flats. <laughs> the jackass flats. <laughs> and, uh, uh, known as Test Site 401. Okay. So that's great. Um, intended to use by Project Rovers, Rovers Reaction Reactor was still under development. So that was a different project that they were working on with more nuclear power, and they just added this one on top. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, they made two ones, Tori uh, 2A and Tori 2C. Uh, let me... What happened to the second one? So... Uh... <laughs> You're like I have no answer. I don't know what happened. To yeah, I think exactly. I think it was a prototype, and they just didn't. They didn't. They were like, eh, scrap it. We'll work onto another one. Tori A was completed in 1960. Uh, I'm trying to see what the issues with it. Um, the next set of ta Oh wait, here we go. The low. The blah 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 blah. blah, blah. I haven't looked. At, I haven't read this. This. Um, oh God. <laughs> so on December. 17th and 18th of 1960 um, during what was intended to be the final qualification test oh no this is 1961 an airflow rate a very large airflow rate of 720 pounds per second at a core temperature oh my god okay yeah so this thing sucked in so much power it exploded itself I that's exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I don't think that they. And the nozzle, the nozzle that that was it, that was holding anything, blow it blew off yeah. at four hundred and fifty feet through uh through the air, so it was going really fat. It was going really fat, powerful. Um, yeah, yeah, no, they they had to deal with that. That thing didn't really do much. It, it so the issue not the issue with like, this thing is that it, these things could not be cooled. It was very hard to cool these things down, without them exploding on themselves. Uh, most of the time, so they had yeah, to figure out a way. we don't have the material for something like we didn't have the material for something like that in the 1960s. We might now, mm -hmm. you know. So, but the, uh, I don't know about that. I want to get into what the issue with the reason why this thing was not cr created and why it was very dangerous and able to kill people with just flying by it. So a ramjet engine, this thing could fly very fast. Let's just go with that. Um, it would be how fast? 2,300 miles per hour uh, and it can fly at 500 feet it could probably break the sound barrier pretty much right. it flies past a person more than likely you're with that sound barrier and it just flying past you your ears will burst your eyes will burst your organs will rupture your your lungs will explode uh, it will instantly kill you just by flying past you <laughs> oh wow so I just pictured those people dying in that fucking. It, it it is a it is there's a reason why we didn't make this. Also, by the way, there was no physical energy source that we could figure that they could figure out that would be able to keep it sustainable while That's flying in it. Like, flying like I I get an an immediate like boost. You know what I mean? If you're looking for an explosion, but I don't think we have a way to maintain particle acceleration you know what i mean uh -huh. like it's just uh, you want to light the atmosphere on fire yeah they they the the issue with this they terminated it completely yeah. um they were they've they they they, they, they considered the we weapon to be too provocative 
<laughs> is what they said. Yeah, nuclear uh, anything flying through the air doesn't go uh, well for politics. Uh, the it was a lot of environmental damage probably caused by the radioactive emissions during this flight. I didn't even talk about that. Not only that, before like just don't even think, just don't even mention all the bad things happening. If those things didn't happen and it flew past you, it still would hurt you. You want to know why? Because the radiation emission from it. I was gonna talk about that because you said it was radioactively powered. Uh huh. What did they use? The radi. What kind of radiation did they use? Yeah, like Uh, I would. If it doesn't say it, then that's cool. No, it definitely says it somewhere. Uh, Highly enriched uranium. (laughs) Five hundred fifty kilograms of uranium. You know what? When I die, I want to be flying on 50 kilograms of uranium. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't actually know. That's the reactor. But it is, but they definitely used highly, highly enriched uranium. That's what they used. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, this thing, um, yeah, uranium beryllium mixture. And then built zirconia and it's a whole thing. Urania, which is uranium dioxide. Uranium, uh, okay, that's a whole thing. That, th- still uranium. It's still uranium. It's right. still very, very, very radioactive. So even if it flew past you and didn't do all the bad, bad stuff to, to your inside of your body, it would still cause you to have heavy radi- it would It would still cause you to Why have... Why does my mouth suddenly taste metallic? Oh, yeah, because of the dust coming out of the ramjet itself would also let dust particles of radiation sprinkle down on top of, off top of you. <laughs> Mommy, where'd that two-headed deer come from? Mm-hmm. So not only is it going to rupture you, but it's going to cause environmental damage to everything around it by cruising around. <laughs> yeah, this, there's a reason why we didn't make this thing. Um, it just leaves a path of death and destruction behind <laughs> it. There's no ethical reason so, to use that. So Project Pluto, just like its planet, got disbanded. Um, <clears throat> okay. And they, uh, it is officially gone. So that is Project Pluto, and that is the Naked Truth for today. That one is very nuclear heavy. I have a couple other ones, but I'll save those for next time. <laughs> right. So... But, yeah, uh, so we have recommendations before we get into the actual news news. Um, I played two games, two new games. I've been playing a couple of them. Uh, Death's Door is an iso- is kind of isometric. I've talked about a game called Tunic before. It's kind of Dark Souls-esque like. This is kind of the same, uh, except you play a Grim Reaper, but they're ravens. They look like ravens. Right. And except you ever, if you, co- you have to go collect souls... Um, but, 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 uh, if your soul gets stolen and used somewhere else or taken, uh, you cannot return fully back to like your plane of existence or something like that. Um, so that's essentially kind of the story. You're on this like quest to get behind this giant door called death's door, which is where the soul you were hunting is. Uh, so you have to go around and get and kill a bunch of other bigger, stronger, more evil creatures. So it's Kingdom Hearts for adults. In a sense, yeah. Let me let me bring it up. The, it's it's it still has a childlike nature to it, but it is it's it's hard. It's it's definitely Dark Soulsy. Um, Kingdom Hearts for adults. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was like big door, soulless, searching for your soul. 
Search. You're searching for the soul that you need to do to Bazi. do your dob, job. You have a job as a grim reaper to go get souls. And this soul you need is a grand soul. It's very large. Um, and you lost it behind this door. And you can't keep behind this door unless you feed it more, much larger, evil boss souls. So, that's the whole game. I haven't played much into it, but it plays like Dark Souls. It's, it's, it's difficult. Another game I played, which I haven't gotten much into, but it was on Game Pass, and it was I wanted to play it when it came out. Was, so did I. Was I, Ghost I think it was a PlayStation original. It was. Like, and, uh, then they, like, <coughs> it, it was made by Arcane. It was made by Bethesda. It was published by Bethesda. Sorry. Um, it is Ghostwire Tokyo. I've played little much of it, um, although it has been pretty fun. Um the combat is very interesting. I can't get really much into it without like, you. The, the main overall thing is, of course, it's set in Japan. Of course, yeah. there's some spirit shit going on. Uh -huh. Your character is dead. Uh, and now you're being controlled by some demon or something, although you're still conscious like your, your character is. And you have to fight off this uh, ghost horde or something like that for like your sister. Or something because these this group of ghost super i can't i don't know what it, they're like they're like people they're, they have superpowers but they're also ghost people it's weird and and they, and they stole your sister in my head at the bottom of this i like i saw the name of the pop star that we were going to be talking about oh, in a little bit God. And, I, and i started singing it in my head and then i started <laughs> doing this like, uh, and, like that's why I was laughing. Wait, wait until the cruise. It's yeah, gonna come I know, out. I know. Uh, so you, so that 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 game's been playing. It's very little. I've been because I've been jumping a lot through other games because I'm taking a break from Starfield for my first playthrough. Not and then once I get my first iteration of my first playthrough. Sorry, I gotta say. Yeah, that. we have to make sure we finish our 76 season. We, we won't forget about. Oh you. my god, yeah, because December not even 5th. talking that December 5th is when the next season come out and it brings in Atlantic City, Atlantic City. Or Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Okay, yeah, Atlantic City, um, which is a new expedition area, but it feels like I think it's much more flushed out than the pit was. Right. At least it looks. That like one's it. a little scattered to me. Yeah. Like. This one, but it looks like there's like actual like NPCs you can talk to in this one, and it's set in a casino that you can play in and stuff like that. So right. it feels like it's gonna have more stuff, um, which I, looks interesting. I'll have to wait and see more once it gets I comes closer to. Fallout 76 on a new engine so bad <laughs> like so bad yeah that'd be like great. i'd pay i'd pay another 60 dollars for the game mm -hmm. like seriously mm -hmm. like i would pay another 60 dollars for that game and uh yeah i got her into a very get fun game that is critically panned at launch <laughs> Critically panned at launch, improved way better. Oh, now. for sure. Like Destiny 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the... So, uh, you watch... So, I've been playing other games, though. I played Lies of P more. It's definitely Dark Soulsy. Um, the the Sorry. It's more... It's, like, from software games. I don't know how else to say it. Right. It's, like... It's hard. It doesn't... It doesn't make you feel good after a while, because you get angry that you can't beat a certain boss, or you get stuck in a certain area, because enemies keep crowding around you. Uh, it feels very much like Elden Ring, in a sense. Elden Ring pissed me off. Yeah, no, it's games like... I don't know if I'll ever play that game again. Oh, I will. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to like the... I'm starting to get back into liking these games, and I'm like, I really want to go finish that game. Because I never I never finished the beating the final boss, and that's on me. Um, because I have an issue and tendency where I get to the very end, and then I stop. <clears throat> 
that is literally me to a T. I did not for, uh, finish Horizon Forbidden West. I'm on the last mission. Oh my god. I'm on the last mission of the game. <laughs> and I still think about it. And I'm like, my PS5 is just sitting over there like, play me, please. And I, I don't know, man. Like, in the same way that I told you earlier, that I just kind of chilled on video games today. I was like, I had free time, but like, I was focused on getting stuff packed i'm getting stuff i'm working long hours at work like i know i week. know like more more power to you mm-hmm. like so you know what i'd be doing here yeah so in my spare time while working i watch things mm-hmm. because i'm able to i have that ability sometimes um since i get to work from home most oh. of the time uh you but i didn't watch anything really interesting this week you on the other hand started watching arrested development again yeah like i started watching arrested development again and uh i definitely it has me thinking that i want to write a a sitcom like for sure like because you were telling me about that one idea that you have you know what i mean and uh you wait what kind of comedy like a, like a sitcom? Oh, sitcom. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have a couple good ones that I've come up with. At, le- at least I can't. I just I will pop up with ideas and, and sometimes they sound. I just in my opinion they sound interesting, but like I'll get. I can't talk about it. Much. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I didn't God mention damn it. anything because it's it's, it's in the design. Piece. One of ours like is that. based in our state, and well, I'll just say that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. But uh. Yes. Arrested Development, very funny. I'm thinking about going back and watching Shit's Creek again because that one just, it never misses. It just doesn't, dude. Like, every single episode I forgot. Like, has me in fucking tears. I wanted to get you the Crow Pop Funko. The Crow Pop Funko? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original one with Jason Lee or... No, no, no not, not that one. The, the whatever. It's uh, yeah. Shit's Creek Crow. Uh, where, what's her name? Oh, Moira. Moira's, yeah, the crow. Yeah, her Moira's cr- the crow. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking, I was like, No, uh, hold on, let me bring Bill it up. No, <laughs> no, 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 Moira. Uh. Moira the crow, yeah. Yeah, there's a Funko of it, actually. There That's it is. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I feel like I've showed you this before. I feel like you have, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Yes, you definitely showed me that before. <laughs> that was like the most incredible release. Crows have eyes, bro. Like that shit was wild. Like, and they and they fully like did that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell that they had a good time on that set. Huh? Like, oh man. Um, anyway, my 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 one of my dream jobs is to have a show, sick uh, comedy show, where I can just shit. Uh, I was going to say shit around, but that's not the right terminology. I mean, it is. It is. I want to show kind of like Key and Peele at the same time. Uh-huh. I feel like we could do a lot of those, like, really good. Uh-huh. And Spe- mix, mixed media, too. Speaking, you know what I mean? Speaking of really good, we got to get some good and sad and very interesting news. Um, except for the very good one. NASA has landed ancient asteroid sample. Wait, what? Oh, they successfully land an ancient asteroid sample in Utah desert after a seven-year mission. Yes, I know, right? Like, uh, it's an ancient asteroid named Bennu, uh, and they and they did an expedition to it and all the way back. Uh, they landed a craft on it. It's a spacecraft. You know? Yeah, like a that, that's all that I can. Holds remember. the cast. The ca- it was able to. 
uh, grab uh, asteroid piece, pick it up, and then they release that thing like a Pretty fucking much just salt bay, like ground, wow. Took a, took a ground sample and flew back off. Uh, That's all that it did. It took seven years for them to get it, though. It was a well, touch. It was the w- seven years ago. Like it's still a long time ago in terms of scientific discovery. Oh shit! You know I mean? Why did they just add the Starfield tour of the solar system in here? That's interesting. But uh, 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 so yeah, they called it a spacecraft. So the uh, it's called the Osiris Re. No, call Rex. it by its name, Osiris Rex. Osiris Rex. <laughs> uh, it was released on September. I just write it like that because anime. Yeah, <laughs> get it. I just <laughs> I read it, I read it fully. I just I think it's more fun. Osiris Rex uh, was released. <laughs> sounds like it should be read by Optimus Prime. Or it something. was it was lifted off on its mission on September eighth, twenty sixteen. Osiris Rex rendezvoused with Bennu in December 2018 and went on to spend almost two years learning everything it could uh, about. It made like a cosmic time capsule of this asteroid uh, and the stuff around it when it was flying. Uh, and now. Took a bunch of pictures, <coughs> you know, just. And then it, sw- it swooped down to collect its sample on its surface around 2020 uh, in October 20. <laughs> October 2020. Uh, 2020. Uh, yeah, no, they almost had an issue with it, uh, almost, uh, getting destroyed while descending into the crater. Uh, they nicknamed the Nightingale on the asteroid surface. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Touchdown using its robotic arm, collected the sample, and then, uh, uh... They lasted, lasted off. The material that has been excavated within the radiation-bombarded area <coughs> of the new... Interesting. So it's irradiated material. Okay. Um, like, yeah. No. It remained around orbit until April 2021, and then became came back on a two-year mission back to us, uh, and it just officially came back like two days ago, on September 24th. Uh, nice. Yeah. So officially intact. 10:52 a.m. Nice. That's it's really cool. I like it. I like it that that it's just like we set this thing out, we collect it, and now we're coming back. And we can see. And Bro, then we're going to find... What if it came back and it had alien tag signs on it? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, has, it, ha- it has slurs we just can't understand. Right, right. Like, they're, they're just writing it on there. So That's it's like, so mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just proof, it's proof that there's aliens, but right. we don't get to see them. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Speaking of people we don't get to see anymore. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> That's mm, okay. It's still it's still sad. So David McCallum. David McCallum. You yeah. may not recognize that name, but if you have watched a show called NCIS that has been on the air for like twenty years. Not um, not only that, but he's been around much longer. Well, yeah, than that. no, no, he's been around longer than that because the man died when he was ninety. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh He was uh he started a secret <coughs> agent in the nineteen sixty spy drama The Man from Uncle. Uh-huh. Uh Before playing. Uh, Ducky from NCIS. Yes. Um, he died on Monday of natural causes, um, which is a week after he turned 90. And his son described him as the kindest, coolest, and most patient and loving father. He loved to hear that, you know? Like, he was just genuinely a good man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he will sorely be missed on the show, and I'm sure if you tune in and are familiar with NCIS, they will be having his name blasted all the way across the front of the 
was he still on the show? Yeah, he played. So, he, he played uh, the uh, the mortician. I want, I'm pretty uh, sure he worked down the morgue. That's but, gonna be, that's gonna be an interesting episode that they're gonna try to figure out. Yeah, just bizarre. It happens. It's just I mean like of course old age comes and goes. Getting to ninety is a, is a, is an achievement though. That is an achievement, dude. Not one I think I'm gonna make, but it's an achievement for sure. Mm. Uh, that would be cool to get to. Uh, somebody who might not get to <laughs> ninety though, uh, depending on the world in ninety years. Ew. Oh jeez. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Maybe I don't want to make it to ninety, dude. I, I don't know about that. I kind of want to see where a century goes. Uh, I don't Nobody know if Shaquille. Cattails. I, I don't know about that, but we'll see. They look like the wear jaguar. Oh my god. The 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 uh what's her name? Cheetah. <sighs> Who the fuck were we talking about when we looked at that? Cheetah. Oh, it was um Holly London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so we're done. Shakira, we're done. Shakira uh, is somebody oh, yeah. who, She's not gonna she's not gonna make I don't think she's gonna make it much longer saying till ninety. Uh, it's because she's in jail. Yeah, um, she's been in jail. I don't know if everybody knows that it's 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 crazy, but also what's going on is even more crazy. I sent Zach down a fucking tangent so, earlier while he was reading about Shakira's past. So she's 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 a uh, no no good person uh, uh, behind the scenes as she has done tax evasion. Uh, and you might say, oh, maybe she didn't know what she's doing. No, she knew what she was doing. Um, because this is not the first time that she was caught doing tax evasion. They, they have, they dug a little deeper and they found more evidence that she has done tax evasion again. Uh, so back in, so this is, this is a new case. Yes. Uh, not this is not the old case that we're reporting on. This is a secondary case. Well, the first case happened back, uh, in uh, she was being tried for a separate case a while ago that where she lived between 2012 and 2014 uh in barcelona and she failed to pay uh 14.5 million euros or 15.4 million dollars in taxes and what she did is she pushed those off to a shell tax uh shell company or something like that at least what they said uh and that's where they they found most of uh did this she was doing tax evasion <laughs> since, and this and and this wasn't the first time. This is not. This is the first time. The second time, more recently, uh, it was, they found out in 2018 on a 2018 income, uh, she they said on Tuesday, uh, she failed to pay 6.7 million euros or 7.1 million dollars, um, and they alleged she used an offshore company based in a tax haven to avoid paying the tax. Uh, so yeah that is great just great yeah, now the issue here about the whole thing about she was married until last year yeah. uh, where they ended their 11 year relationship and have two kids together mm, i wonder if this had something to do with it anyways so the big thing about this is that in spain like they've uh their whole tax system thing is People can be apparently can found uh, guilty, um, but they uh, have a judge that can waive sentences under two years in length for first-time offenders on tax evasion. That, and this includes uh, Messi and Ronaldo because apparently soccer stars do a lot of tax evasion. Uh, I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at the fact that the the fourth Expendables movie, the A in Expendables, 
for the ad promo is a four. Yeah, it's it's expenfordables. <laughs> Fan four stick. Uh, so wild, but I know, dude. Like that. it's a, it's a correlation in my mind. Though. I think if they did it for for the third one too, they changed the the e to a three. Um, anyways, now, so Shakira, on the other hand, went more than two years between 2012 and 2014. I think she went a little over probably, so it wasn't under two years. Uh, so she got called for that one. And now, since it's not the first time offense on the second one, of course, that's getting topped on top. Um, she's going to be in jail for quite a while. Unless... They're thinking about eight years adding. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. When she comes out and like releases a bopper in like a decade, uh, she's gonna make one in jail, dude. dude. I already know it. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, the big thing that I want to talk about, uh, that we want to talk about, is the writer's strike. As there has been a deal that has officially been reached. The new deal. Yes. <laughs> in the most ominous sense of the term. But, uh, yes, uh, they've received a tentative deal, thank God, after 146 fucking days of striking. You know, like, as a consumer, hell yeah. As a future screenwriter, um, I hope they got it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, so so I want to read, I want to see what they kind of, like, came up with this deal thing. Like, did they re- release any of, like, the major stuff about it? Uh, or that like i want to see what the uh, agreement no, like, points they, are they like mention the deal but the deal has to go to the boards of both the wga west and the wga wga east okay. uh which is a process that reportedly uh is penciled in for tuesday if that's approved and then is ratified by wga's eleven thousand five hundred members votes uh the historic strike could end could uh while picketing has been suspended uh Due to the, you know, standstill, literally, mm-hmm. until they can get a good deal going in. It has been clarified the strike will not officially hold until formally authorized by union leadership. I want to see so, these deal points, dude. I, I want to see what they agree. Because when we saw, well, the, re- when like, we saw the revision last they time. They just did it today. When we saw, I know. When we like, saw the revision last time, though, like... They there was so it was crazy to see the revisions that they made that they were asking for mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yep. So you know, Vanna White just received a raise for the first time in eighteen years. Jeez, <laughs> that's that's something that I forgot to bring up. Uh, Look, Google it. Like Vanna White just received renews a raise. Re- contract with raise. She, she reportedly a get a raise for the first time in 18 years. In her, oh my that god! Crazy, dude. Like she's making what she was making 20 years ago, dude. Like, imagine the inflation. How does she live? You know what I mean? Like, it's expensive to live where she lives. Like a, a house my size would be millions with an S of dollars, millions of dollars. My size. That's kidding. In, in that's, LA. That's crazy. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, it's how do you live? You know what I mean? Lawyered up. She lawyered up. 
and was asking for half the current host Pat Sajak's 15 million. So she was only making three million a season for this one, which is which yeah, of course it's still a lot of money. But um, it's not in LA. No. You know what I mean? So like it's really not. Pat Sajak makes 15 million a salary on his yearly salary. She just wants to make half. Like she's also the other half. Of the she basis. is pretty much dude, other half. Dude, My, like, she's not the she's not the host, but she does she does as much she does work. If, if not more than the host. You mm. know what I mean? He's just standing in one spot talking. She's the one who has to walk around on the fucking stage and reach up at the fucking shit. Like, maybe her back hurts that day. You know what I mean? Do you ever think about that? Like, if Vanna White's fucking back hurts, or if she broke her ankle and had to, like, fake, like, like it didn't hurt or something like that. Like, just crazy shit like that. Pat Sajak might be next on the death docket. And Pat Sajak is ancient, dude. Like, I'm surprised that uh, old man Jeopardy Alex, like, like didn't out 76 him. years oh look another 76 or 76 <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh yeah no so how strike but in in the, in the means of that one uh sag after is going after another video another strike which is the video game strike for video game performers and stuff like that good you know uh, what I mean? Because that's not classified under fucking Hollywood, even though not. it should be with these AAA performances that you have in these games. Like Norman Reedus in fucking uh, Death Stranding. You know what I mean? Like, he is the key person in this fucking video game franchise. And a lot of the reason why people bought the game in the fucking first place. Like, it's absolutely insane to me that uh, they're just not paying. You know what I mean? They use their face. They sit there mm-hmm. and they literally act it out. Like it's not like they're not actors. You know what I mean? Like they're literally acting it out. They have the dot. They have the dots on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, for the for the tracking, and they read their lines in ADR just like movies. You know what I mean? It's the exact same thing except with a digital interface over it. It's the just last time crazy. video game performers went on strike was 2016, and it was the longest strike in SAG AFRA's history. Lasting nearly a year before a new contract was ratified in 2017, yeah. uh, but that expired in 2020, and it, but it was it was extended 2022 and then again 2023. Uh, so, the last extension happened about a year ago, and voting to send a strike authorization vote said, "Yeah, so they're they're like we need to go through and and fix this a little bit more." So. Yeah, they're like, while we're at it, why not? What better time to do it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe they could sit them down at the same fucking time because they're already arguing. Or they're just going to hold them off for another 145 days and then video games get held up too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, we'll have to see it. We'll have to see what happens with that one. Um, because that, I mean, it's a uh, writer strike is coming. It's writer strike on both sides, literally. Yeah, SAG, I, I don't even know what to say for this one. I was trying to put it in the title. I'll figure it out. Uh, oh, yeah, writer strike winning. There we go. Got it. Um, but the, while we're still talking speaking about of, speaking, strike. Yeah, speaking of the writer strike and stuff like that, I want to talk about just one, one um, uh, project I've been following for a long, long time. Uh, and that is the new Spawn movie that Todd McFarlane has been trying to make for many, many years. Um, and I would, I've been waiting, I've been waiting for it because I think, honestly, if this had a more updated feel with the right cast and the right kind of like quality and stuff like that. Uh, no, I need that quality from 2000. Oh my God. That 2000 swag. 
I want. They should. That movie might have come out before two thousand. It came out in nineteen ninety nine, if I believe. Uh, yeah. So this nineteen ninety seven. Sorry about Even that. Earlier. Yeah. No. Um, Michael Jai White was spawned in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, he's been he's been working on it. He's and bef- Michael Jai White should be spawned again. Like, there's literally <laughs> yes. nothing wrong with him. Like now, he still looks better than ever. I think it it, it would definitely work I know, for that the character. I know that would be fucking hilarious, though. Um, so before the writer strike even happened, Tom McFarlane was only thirty pages away from being finished with this, That's and it. before the strike, one hundred and forty-five days ago. Yeah. So. Uh, Just because they were on strike, doesn't mean he stopped. A lot of fans say they've given up on it, but the project has been development at Blumhouse for over a few years. Uh, he, yeah, Jason Blum definitely is probably not giving up on this because he's probably a fan of it as well. Uh, several drafts of script have been written, uh, but McFarlane offered an update on this, uh, saying 30 pages away being finished. They were in the middle of it, but now they're probably going to like go through some stuff. I mean, like it's going to probably going to change a little bit. They're, they're, they're gonna have to finish it probably summer, latest fall. But now it's gonna probably wait until like probably next year that they're gonna finish it, uh, mm-hmm. if they can. Or maybe they're gonna have some changes that they're gonna be like doing and whatnot. Right. He uh, he hope Jason Blum may. Oh, Jamie Foxx is still attached to the film. I don't know if that's gonna work out. Um, yeah. He, yeah, Jason Blum is still. He says the game, the film might come out in 2025. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, and McFarland says it's now or never to get the movie made. It really much is. Like at this point, like with all the things moving around and whatnot, uh, you're gonna have to get things moved. Spawn meets David Fincher. Oh Jesus, it's gonna be very gritty and dirty, just like the just like the comics though, which is exactly how it should be. Um, yeah, so this is gonna, it's gonna happen, hopefully, the writer's strike, now that it's kind of dying down, hopefully, and I just wanted everybody to feel fair, that's what we want, right, everybody to feel like they're getting compensated correctly, and, and if that happens, then everything can move forward, and stuff like that, of course, things are gonna get jumbled and changed a, a lot, um, but like overall, like things will, th- like people, if we get this going, then you know what? People can get back to working on things, probably in the work that they actually like doing, except now they're getting paid. They getting feel like they're getting paid fairly and stuff like that. Right. Uh, it's just, I, I like that. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, but before the writer strike movies were still going through and getting made and we're coming to basically kind of seeing this like tipping point of movies doing their own, like getting pushed out. Um, this one happened. Expendables for expend, uh, how did I say it? Expend fordables, expend fordables, expend fordables. Uh, yeah, there's a fourth one. Uh, it is done. What does it say? Debuts the franchise low of 8.3 million in that box office. That's awful. <clears throat> that is literally awful. I wonder how the Expendables like the other films did on on Rotten Tomatoes wise. Expendables, the first one, has a 41, 64% uh, uh, audience score. 41 being critic. Um. Uh, 
<laughs> Expend Fordable, so 13%. Expendables 2 has a 67-67 straight flat both sides. Terrifier 2 made $15.4 in their box office. Yeah. Expendables 3 has the lowest scores of both sides really? at 31%. Well, not no, like overall, critic-wise, this is the lowest. 31% tomato score for sure. critics, 48% audience score. Expendable four, Expendables 4 has a 13% by critics, critics and a 71%, 71% by audience. So audience is like it more. Um, it, it keeps happening. I keep seeing more of this where critics are like, I don't like this, and audience like it. And that might be something about, like... The cheese? Not even that. I think it's just, like, people's standards keep getting higher and higher as more content comes out. And event, and we're coming to a tipping point where our standards are just, like, at a, at a, at a standstill. Because the content isn't progressing further because people are, be, because our standards are so high. Yeah. I'm thinking that might be a, a thing that's happening. I'm not saying for everything that's coming out, but for a majority of stuff because people are noticing it. I know I'm noticing it with some of the content that's coming out in media. It's crazy. And that's why TikTok is a thing because now anybody can make content and it gets crazy and unhinged and should never be made. For sure. <laughs> so, for sure. Like and speak- and honey too. Oh my God. Speaking of something, <laughs> speaking of something that should not be made, there is a reboot of The Office that's in development. Yeah, I sent this one over to you, and you're all like, I'll believe it when I see it, or something like that. I and said, I said, I think I said, once it comes out, I will, I guarantee, I, I said, once it comes out, then it's real. Right now, this is something that is in development, they say, but I guarantee you is going to go through a shit ton of, ton of changes over time as it's being developed. For sure. It's being led by uh, Greg Daniels, which Greg Daniels, if I believe, is the guy who did. Oh, he originally re- he he did The Office, the original one. Yeah. So this is so he this is this is Moe's. This guy is Moe's on on the show. No 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 no. Greg Daniels is not Moe's. Um, he is I think the brother of him. I may be wrong on that. Why am I getting that confused? Who is... No, he's his co-worker. Okay, yeah, the other guy were, uh, did it. I can't remember what the fuck his name is, though. What's his name? Which one? The the, 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 the guy who played Moe's. But he's also, like, uh, like a executive producer on the show. Michael Schur. That's his name. Yeah. Sure. Michael Schur and Greg Daniels helped write the show. So Greg Daniels is coming back and making an Office reboot. My thing is, is I don't think we need one. Like, it... <sighs> There's a leaked email that came out by Phil Spencer of Xbox, and I said it before the podcast, but he said said most AAA games now, franchises like to follow over, follow the games that were created 10 plus years now. That's what most franchises do nowadays. I have to kind of agree with him to like... But if you see a way to expand the game, in a good... uh, In a good way. Example... Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. In a good, that game it, came out in the early 2000s. That in a, was like 20 years. In a great way that can happen, but I also think there's something with franchising your game over and over and over again where your things are going to become more stale and you're not going to improve on it and it's going to uh, falter when newer games come out almost every single year, i.e. Call of Duty. Uh, even though that, that pulls in so many people playing it, I still see it as like it doesn't improve on the same concept that came back in like 2016. Um, 
but it's i don't think the office needs a reboot show do you think the office needs a reboot show no and it's still too soon in my opinion but then again like it would be a great way to showcase talent and you could fix the ending yeah that's actually true i'm just saying I just, I don't know if you're going to find anybody anybody better for Michael Scott. Plus, also, even that, are you going to, like, keep, are you going to, like, bring it up to, st- like, quality for, like, nowadays? Or Because, like, I mean, you could, you could have it be played. I guarantee you, and you know what? If it came out today, I don't think people would be mad at it. The only people that I could see being mad at it is the people be, that would feel like they're not, that they didn't update it to be more uh, progressive. Which I feel like, I don't know. But I don't know exactly how it's going to come out. Like, right. it could be anything. I just, I think it is too soon. I really don't think they should make it even yet if they want to. If they, but if they want to, I think they should try to, it's since, the, since it is a reboot, it's not like they're remaking the whole series, like, exactly. Right. They're going to change what I'm it saying. up. They can so. change it up. Like, Put it in a different space. Don't make it a paper company. Make it something else. I want to. I want to. You know see. what I mean? Like, yeah, you could Ma- literally. Make this it is what own. they should do. Make it another business inside the same building. It's <laughs> fucked up. So then, occasionally, you'll have some people from the old, from the original show, be like cameos because they run in, run into each other in the building. I mean, yeah, that could work too. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's an interesting thought that I just had. Anyways. It is an interesting thought. It could work. Yeah? Like Severance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of something Severance-like in the sci-fi uh, realm, uh, Doctor Who's 60th anniversary is coming up soon, and there's a trailer for it. It's called Doctor Who's Star Beast. And, of course, we have David Tennant back as uh, the 15th Doctor, if no, I believe. Doctor. Sorry. He, he's, <laughs> <the only> <laughs> he's the in-between doctor stage for Jodie Whittaker and uh, no, not Jody the Jodie Whittaker. No, Peter Capaldi was before Jodie Whittaker. No, no, he's and... the in-between stages for Jodie Whittaker, the most recent one, and uh, God, what's his name? I can't ever get it right. Uh, Gatwa. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he is the he, he's the in-between character, the in-between stage. So during this during the special. This one comes back, but he's going to regenerate during the spe- at the end of the special into the newer one. So for some reason he came back for this re- for something. For Donna. Yeah, for Donna for some reason yeah. I don't know. Um, so there's a trailer for it. The the but the quality of Dude, this is uh, crazy. This, this is, is like, this, this is, is like movie did, quality. Did Tom Cruise like have something to do with this? You know what I mean? Like. That's how I felt. Like it was produced by Dom Cruise, almost. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so crazy. Like, but at the same time, I think that that's something where, like, with in my opinion, the Jodie Whittaker version of Doctor Who, this they had the high quality, but like the writing and the cinematography felt off. Uh, and stuff like that. It didn't feel like it fit with the high quality budget and stuff like that that they're trying to pull for Doctor Who. For some reason in this one, it definitely feels like it's going back to kind of the same vibe and tone of it, but just with much more budget. budget. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. Uh, yeah, no, it looks great. Uh, Donna 
pokes a fucking gremlin creature in the eyeball. Dude, it scared me a little bit. I, I had a feeling it was real. It made whenever me jump, went to dude. Poke at it, and I was like, Ugh. Uh, like, Neil Patrick Harris is the fucking villain of this. I know. Uh, which is crazy. He's not British. They are on top of the Avengers Tower for some reason. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Um, I was like, what? Yeah, no. This is gonna be an interesting, 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 uh, interesting. I think it's three parts. Isn't? Is it? I have to look at this. Uh, yeah, no, it's just three parts. Star Beast, so Wild Blue Yonder, and the two Giggle. Two and a half hours, two hours and 45, something like that. I think I think each part's... Wait, you say each part's going to be like that? No, 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 no. Overall? Like I was saying overall. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. That's mm-hmm. it. Two, two and a half hours to two hours, 45. I think it's like, going to be 45 minutes each. So then you'd have... Yeah, two and a half hours. Yeah. I think it's going to be about that. Um, so I look forward to it being released. It does not have a release date just yet. Oh, no. Original air date is November of 2023, sometime this time. Uh, it will be broadcast on BBC One. And then and on, Di- one. and then on Disney Plus internationally, which, of course. Yeah. yeah. David Tennant appears as the 14th Doctor. There we go. That's what it is. And they, Tate will reprise, uh, Catherine Tate will reprise a role Wasn't as, he 10? as like Donna he was... Noble. He was 10. Okay. He, he was 10, but now he's back at 14. Oh, just he's probably back for this reason. Right. Yeah, it's something story-wise he's back for, and we'll learn about it. So three parts come out. Uh, we'll. I think Clippy Gato is not going to be in this series really. Uh, the the three episodes, you know what I mean? <coughs> Until be, like the very end. He'll be in at the end. <clears throat> something like that. Yeah, but I still look forward to watching him play the doctor. Um, doctor. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the uh, the last one before our break, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Dude, I so... want to eat yogurt, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> You're probiotics. <laughs> you know what video I'm talking uh-huh. about, right? Okay. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis of all lo- places. Once I roll in the live action One Piece series. Uh-huh. And He's like, okay, when? The showrunner do respond on this. I'm sure that he did. Um, so that's a high, that's an A-list actor. Jamie Lee Curtis is a big fan of Enchiro Oda's One Piece, and she wants and on the live action series. I didn't even know this. This is this is really that's cool. Yeah. Following the confirmation of season two, is she a nerd? Curtis is right. Re- yeah. Oh yeah. She, I didn't know she was she was an anime nerd, but uh, I guess so. Uh, there's nerds and then there's uh, nerds. Uh, Curtis is uh, ready to campaign for the role in the series she wants to take, uh, and she wants to take on the role of Tony Tony Chopper's mentor, uh, Doctor Correa. I have watched the series before, just I a little bit, like not at all. like a little bit. Can't even claim it. Um, I know Monkey D. Luffy is the name of the main character. Oh, for sure, she could play this fucking character. I don't know about the whole. Uh, the aesthetic of it is, is is the whole aesthetic of One Piece is fucking wild. wild. Yeah, no, it's wild. Here, let me bring, let me just turn this around for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she could. She's, uh, do, do, do you know who else could play that? Jane uh, Lynch. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll show you a full That'd fucking wild. So, no, she. This this is a fucking wild fucking character, dude. Um. Yeah, no, Korea is weird. Jamie Lee Curtis. No, but the, all the characters are crazy in this in this in the show. Um, what? She posted on her Instagram the picture of the character. It said, "Once the strike against the greed of uh, AMT PT <coughs> is settled with a fair contract, I will lobby along with the follow- mm-hmm. growing fan frenzy to become Doctor Korea." 
Uh, and then One, One Piece, Piece showrunners Matt Owens responded on campaign saying, God, Mommy Dearest is what he starts off with. Why, that's why we sent you that figure. No need to lobby. Once we get what we deserve and get back to work, let's talk. Is what he said. So, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to wait. Cool. Yeah, so that's gonna be like interesting. That's gonna be interesting. To see, I like, mean, as a person, you know I'm what? Like, if she if she joins, that'd be fucking wild. That bro. that'd be crazy. And you know, why does this look like some like she's from the Hunger Games? I know this is from uh, that fucking knives movie out. with uh, yeah. It's yeah. from Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, Knives Out. It's from Knives. Um, knives Out. There, are you saying there's Knives Out? There's Knives Out from Holy Knives Out. Holy shit! Uh, there's Knives Out as I have a knife out. <laughs> Okay. Why is that knife even I don't even know. Okay, well, this is break time. We'll be back after this uh, uh, with some Jap, uh, chat, B- chat, chat, GPT, chat, GPT lawsuit. Actually, hell yeah. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. Are now fully rested. And welcome back, guys. Welcome um, back, to back, we're here, to back. You know, having fun, hanging out, and uh, you know who's not having fun though? Riders. George R. R. Martin. Writers. A few ra- writers. Period. In general. Uh, so authors, actually, in general. Um, there's 17 authors that have banded together to create a lawsuit against OpenAI, which is the chat, G- the people that created ChatGPT. Um, so, um, be on behalf of fictional writers who believe their work is being used to train, train the generative AI chatbot, which I would not, I would not doubt. And they're not, they're not just being like, oh, they're taking quotes and stuff like that from the book that are public knowledge and whatnot. No, they said they, they took the whole book and pushed it into their AI generation. And that's what they're using to train it to this day still. So the lawsuit I don't think that it's specific to people's specific books i think that any book that is popular and you know Mm. people refer to or about it's something that it's going to look for and read it the lawsuit is being organized by an advocacy group the authors guild which said in a statement that generative ai threatens to decimate the author profession and that they filed the lawsuit because of a profound unfairness and danger of use copyrighted books to develop commercial ai machines without permission or payment this case is merely the beginning of a battle to defend authors from theft by OpenAI and their other generative AI. Um, as the oldest and largest organization of writers with nearly... Oh, Jesus. What did I do? There we go. Um, 14,000 members. The guild is uniquely positioned to represent authors' rights. Our membership is diverse and passionate. You know um, what? They should strike, too. Yeah, they're, that sounds like they're about to. <laughs> uh, we do not bring the suit lightly. We are here to fight. Um, they filed it last week, specifically accuses OpenAI of using text from books copied from pirate sites. Is there a guild for every type of art? Probably. Almost. Th- so this is the issue. It accuses OpenAI of using text from books copied from pirate sites to train GBT 3.5 and 4. The name implies large language models like ChatGPT, um, 
requires a lot of training data, of course, and companies behind them are not known for being consistent concerning from what they scrape off the internet. So, yeah, they use pretty much everything. Um, Jet GBT previously responded that quests to cite passages from copyrighted books with a good degree of accuracy and only recently started declining the prompt. The suit alleges that a request for summary of a book now often contains details not available in reviews and other publicly available materials, suggesting the book itself remains part of the public available material. Uh, no, wait, no. Hold on. Suggesting the book itself remains part of the training data. That's what I meant to read. The suit also notes... Mm. <clears throat> the... At the same time, like, he says not part of reviews, but, like, they're just talking about the mainstream ones. Like, like they're using, like, the they're scraping up information off of the internet. So if somebody mentions a Facebook post somewhere and, it, and it's taught to read Facebook, you understand what I mean? Like, and they talk about these specific parts in this novel... It doesn't necessarily mean that it read the entire book, but I feel like it. So it like takes parts of it. They have true evidence, and they used George R. Do R. Read, Martin. Do read. So um, they just now prompted a free version to write a short story. Oh, uh, well, now it's emulating. This is somebody who emulated. Uh, points out the recent attempt to generate volumes 6 and 7 of plaintiffs George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones series, Song of Ice and Fire, using the AI open software. The creator of the project has removed it from GitHub, but there says there's availables of Martin reps that want to contact them. So they, 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 there's people online that have actually attempted uh, to copy the whole book, which is ChatGBT. Right. So that's the issue that they all have well. Because it's the it's not just that the open AI is using it, it's that people can use the open AI to copy things like that and stuff like that. They can pirate through AI. Right. With which is the issue that I'm all I'm I'm getting with right now. And I can see that being an issue is that we can that people can pirate through AI and whatnot and and all that stuff. And there's people out there who say like I'm not gonna pay for shit because it's not it's not it's it's not up to the standard and quality and that's another thing for my thing is that's another part to my reason why i think people's standards are too high nowadays is because we've gotten to a peak point um so and that's that's with everything um but yeah no this whole thing is, is just crazy we'll see where it goes even further ai is gonna stay for a while um, <laughs> i think it's gonna stay and Unless, like, the government decides no, but you know they're going to, like, implement it as a weapon somehow. Uh, because they can do, they want to do that with everything. Uh. Speaking of implementing things for a weapon, uh, Unity. Um, that might be how they get out of their, out of their, out of their shell. The, 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 the U.S. government's, like, the U.S. government's just, like, you're going through a tough time. You should come join us. We could use you for war. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'm sure that they could for like flight simulators that they use in the in the government. Yeah. You know oh what yeah. I mean? Because sure. they do have those. Mm -hmm. Like. But anyway, besides the point, Unity has announced some key changes to its widely panned runtime fee policy. It should be of even course. just like it should uh, be while, while they're while they're in there, and we're all watching them. Uh, which spawned both uh, derision and confusion from developers and the gaming community at large when it was unveiled earlier this month. 
So, uh, it's easing up on some big aspects of the previously announced charges. Uh, removing the fee from the un Unity personal tier entirely, although it still remains as in a revised form on the Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise tiers. Uh, in short, as originally announced, starting on January 1st, 2024, Unity would start charging developers a small fee every time someone downloads a game built on Unity. 20 cents game per engine. install. That's fucking crazy. And, For a free game? And once their game you know passes I mean? $200,000 in revenue over the last 12 months, uh, uh, this is actually after that, but that's after uh, after $2,000 in revenue in over 12 months and 200 thousand uh life to date installs uh and that'll be so 20... if your game goes viral yeah if your game I mean. goes extremely viral um which it more than likely will for <clears throat> and nowadays because everybody is like they got rid of it for the personal one though yeah at so the very minimum but that still fucking sucks because if you if you want to you know do more with unity you're going to want to get <coughs> pro especially if you have a team you know what i mean like that's just I still don't agree with mm -hmm. this. No game like, less like, than one. If you have Unity Enterprise, though, that means that you have like established a, a business. You understand what I mean? No game right. with less than one million dollars with trailing twelve month revenue will be subject to the fee. This is what they said. Um, which still, yeah, it, the the policy is only beginning with the next LTS version of Unity shipping in twenty twenty four and beyond. For games that are subject to the runtime fee, we're giving you a choice of either a 2.5% revenue share or a calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging in your game each month. Whichever is less. Both of these numbers are self-reported from data you already have available. You will always be billed the lesser amount. That's what they said. <laughs> they said. Yeah. They said a lot this last month. <laughs> even... even so, two point five percent isn't bad of your revenue share for one million dollars plus player earners, and no retroactivity left, LTS stability, no black box data. It's not. It's not bad, but at the same time, it's. It, people are at least what people are saying. It looks reasonable, although they're gonna have to take some time to repair the trust that they yeah, lost. Yeah, because they're just flipping shit overnight on everybody. <clears throat> like, literally. Nothing's stopping them from you turning in another week. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here we go. Yeah, no, here, this guy pointed it out. Um, hey, Gary, there are a lot of questions here and we'll do our best to get each answered first. This is from Unity on Twitter. Uh, which, we want to say uh, we have heard the concern from the indie community loud and clear and we are working to clear the confusion. On an annual basis, we evaluate and adjust pricing across the product portfolio. That's what I was saying. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, never take a percentage of somebody. Like, if somebody says they want a percentage of your company, <clears throat> say no. Always choose the flat fee. Yeah. Every single time. Like, it, just don't ever do percentages because then they're going to keep up with that shit. Like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Like, you want 2500 bucks? you know what I mean? Isn't that what 2.5% is? Or is that 25k? What? It's 25k. 2.5% of 1 million. Oh, yeah, that's 25. No? Yeah, it's 25k. Yeah, 25k. So, like, 25k, you know, or, you know, if, if your game goes super viral, that's, that's after a million. 
You you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so after that first million, like you're not gonna want to do that. You're gonna want to always, always pay the flat fee, dude. Like, mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, this other uh, this other one is calculated amount based on each um, number of new people engaging with your game each month, which isn't bad because, but that also uh, akins to them having a stagnation effect, where the game will go up for for the first few weeks and then it'll still steady if it's still good, or people will play it and then they'll drop off. So it's it's ba- it, so it gives more it gives more credibility to the. I guess the quality of the game, right? Which isn't bad. There's still more, definitely, that needs to be talked about and be more transparent. But like, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just gonna take some time for people to want to do that and go deal with Unity again. So, <sighs> speaking of people dealing with stuff, Sony's gotta deal with another investigation in their man. <laughs> Dude, um, they, they just received notice. They're all like, hmm, uh, there's a ransomware group that was just like, hey, we hacked your shit, and we see all of it. <laughs> like, literally. So, like, it, it's summarized. But, uh, like, they have successfully compromised all of Sony's systems. Quote-unquote is what they said. Um, so, Ransom.vc claimed on both of the clear and dark nets, as reported by Cybersecurity Connect, it said we won't ransom them we will sell the data due to sony not wanting to pay data is for sale wow Hmm. uh while the claims are unverified at this stage cyber security connect said ransom.vc posted proof of hack data that includes screenshots of an internal login base an internal powerpoint presentation outlining test bench details in a number of java files there's also a file tree of the entire leak which appears to have less than 6,000 files uh cybersecurity connect described this cache of data as small relative to the all of sony systems oh yeah they probably have like over a hundred thousand files at least i know that's what i'm saying i feel like they wouldn't really that why would they show all their weapons you know what i mean like mm-hmm. when they could just like just i wonder i wonder what's in that small batch of files though what if it's like their core concept of like how their games are built or like or like or like the leaked form format for for what the process of them building playstations is bro i'll never forget the hack of 20 the playstation network hack of 2011 i will never fucking forget that like 77 million users got including mine got their personal data hacked and uh psn ended up offline for an entire month like, I couldn't play, uh, 2011, wasn't that Black Ops? I don't know. No, no, no. No, it wasn't. It was Black Ops 2010? No, that was like 2012. No, it was 2010. So then, Ghosts, if I believe. Well, I was playing Call of Duty online, okay? I was probably still playing Black nope. Ops. Ghost is the band. <laughs> That's 2014. Ghost is 2014. Is it? Yeah. Then what came after Black Ops? Uh, Modern Warfare Modern 3. Warfare 3. Yeah. yeah, it might have been that one, though. Modern Warfare 3. 2011, yep. Okay, so I was probably playing Modern Warfare 3. Okay, I remember I was a big Call of Duty player back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at Call of Duty. Like, I just... I'm good at. No, I don't. I don't have FPSs in me anymore. I'm good. I'm good at FPSs, but they have to have a knack to them. 
in some form or way. I don't like I don't like modern game FTSs. Like like I just, liked Call of Duty back in the day. Yeah, that's that's fine. But anyway, uh, yeah, I couldn't play for over a month after I got this game for my birthday. It sucked. Yeah. Really bad. Uh, but uh, speaking of something that is. Just a blast from the past there. Blast from the past. This one's a blast in the future as the Microsoft Activision buyout is closing. It's set to close in October Thank after the God. UK finally approves the deal. Um, finally. It's, it's ending. They, they, uh, now we're just waiting for Microsoft to buy Nintendo. No, right they're, not, they're not going to do that. Right, Phil? You can't do that. Uh, Microsoft submitted a new Activision Blizzard deal for review after the CMA confirmed the original deal was blocked. The revised deal involves selling off Activision's cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft, which were free, which would be free to port cloud versions of Activision Blizzard games to any platform. So, it lets them to uh, cloud game any of Activision Blizzard games to any platform. So, okay. instead of probably just like Xbox or something like that, because that's what right. Microsoft's trying to do. They're just like everything under the same umbrella, <clears throat> which isn't bad, but. It is, it is it is a very it is a very it's a slippery slope yeah i'm worried i'm worried like that you guys company starts and the other one ends yeah so um they yeah they're going through and they, they they like that the next step is for cma to gather third-party feedback after which the cma will reach the final decision or do you think they're going to be called microvision no no if they change microsoft? I, microsoft is never going to change their name microsoft. i would i would I would be very surprised if Microsoft changed their name. It's such a it's such a prolific and well known. No, name. they're just gonna dash it. They're gonna be like Microsoft Dash Activision. They'll just. I don't even think it's that. I think they're just gonna continue to call themselves Microsoft. Activision's gonna Activision Blizzard will be a subsidiary under them. an umbrella. Yeah, just like Bethesda and stuff like that. It's another. It's it's just. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It is a pyramid scheme. Like that's exactly how it works. Mm -hmm. Like. That's crazy. No, it's umbrella, uh, because they're not. It's like a. Tri it's still they're bad. Like, we're gonna I I keep call, I call I was gonna say it's a trickle down effect, but that's still a pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. Everything. All corporations are pyramid schemes, kids. Um, Literally, and we're just picking up cents at the bottom. Okay, so Ubisoft is its own company. I think it's not owned by anybody yet. Uh, it might be part of a group. It might be. It doesn't matter. They're making Division Three. They're made, they're, the first one was like, eh. The second one's like, ooh. And now they're making a third one. Um, I don't... I, I just... The Swedish studio called Massive Games is working on Star Wars Outlaws and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. And they're, and they're the original developer of Division 1 and 2. And now they're currently working on a third game in the series. <clears throat> so that's going to be really cool. Division Franchise, which has nearly 40 million players across all titles. Uh, EA. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. So, yeah, no. They're so they these people are working on Star Wars Outlaws. They're working on Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. And then they, they have their hands on a little bit of everything. I know. And now they're working on Division 3. Which... Is coming on. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Division two underperformed commercially, but that's understated. That's overstated because it wasn't really well known. I mean, the first one was okay. Uh, speaking of threes, though, 
Star Wars Jedi Surely. 3 is also confirmed as Cal Kestis actor uh, Cameron <laughs> the f- yeah yeah Cameron Moynihan uh, is said it's in the process of making it <laughs> so uh, it's cool that that's happening I want to get around I want to get around to playing Survivor but I gotta kind of like be like which game should I buy next Fires of Rubicon or this one instead because I get a, a steady paycheck now, so I can like kind of. I want to do Armor Core Six. <laughs> You're f- like, actually, never mind. I want to fight. Fuck I wanna... both of those games. He's getting Armor. Core no, six. Fires of Rubicon is Armor Core Six. It's called Armor Core Six: Fires of Rubicon. Oh. <laughs> I didn't it, know the subtitle. It's fine. Uh, Armor Core Six is the one that I might get next because I want to. F- I want to play with Max. I'm gonna. It's gonna be. It's it's a, it's a it's a from software game. It's gonna make me mad, but I already. It's but I already know I'll have fun. <coughs> but yeah. So, Jedi Three, Star Wars Jedi Three is coming out. Um. It's something. It's jet. It's probably called like. I like all these different beard What do you think they're gonna call it? Because you got Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, and then Jedi. Jedi. Death's Door, Jedi Beyond, Jedi. Uh, Jedi the Phasma. I don't know. Je- Jedi. <laughs> no, sorry, I was looking at like the Fred Durst thing. Jedi. Oh, okay. So different titles for each one. Yeah. Um, Jedi. God, I don't have a good one. Um, Jedi Lumberjack. Uh, Jedi. Jedi Jedi Italiano. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say more like French one. Uh, that is. That's a western. That's Je- that's Jedi Wild, Wild West. That's Jedi Colorado. Jedi Colorado. That's Jedi Colorado. No, this is no this wait. That's Jedi, Jedi Appalachia. That's Jedi Appalachia. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like Wyoming. No, because like I like Appalachia. Like a steer driver. I see somebody in the backwoods being like that. What else you got? A soul patch. Oh Howie, look, it's Howie Ska Howie edition. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Okay. It's, uh, I'm giving alcohol to underage girls edition. Jesus. Uh, and Tio Montoya. Like Zorro. Yeah. Uh, it's like. Okay. Who is that? So. Like Cheech Marin. <laughs> <laughs> but Calcastus, yes, is officially Cal- coming back. Yes. Of course it's going to make a trilogy. You know that we're going to do that. They're going to just improve on what they did last time. Speaking of trilogies, though, Payday 3 finally came out. Um, but it has server issues at launch. Uh, of course it does. Um, that, that's, it made me laugh whenever I read that. I was like, I didn't expect this. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. They, they had an issue less than 24 hours after acknowledging the issues with the server Starbreeze, the the developers posted an ofi- on the official Payday account on Twitter that the server issues should be st- fixed now. However, several issues on Reddit are still reporting server issues. I've seen people say it's pretty, it's it's fun when the game's not fucking being disastrous on ser- on the server. Uh, on the server, right? And then yeah. force force closing your game. Yeah, I, I've seen people say it's a, it's a it's a fun game. It Just a, IGN gave it a seven out of ten. So people on Steam are giving a five out of ten at the moment, and fifty three people on like it on Steam, and I guarantee you it's because of how badly the game launched. 
it's it's that thing it just launches bad and it just makes the game it makes the game how it is for the rest of the rest of time um i don't know well i'll just have to wait and see until that one i mean payday 2 didn't have really a good launch but i remember people liking that one as well people still play payday yeah, 2 like so, even after P payday 3 came out so payday especially after they get booted four times in a row mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're like mm -hmm. fucking i'm gonna go play payday 2 so starfield is doing all its things People are still playing it. I see. I keep seeing posts online of people being like, you know what? I did this in Starfield, and I swear to God, people are just crazy. I saw. I saw somebody just like they because I, I had this issue as well. Um, I won't say when, but uh, at one point, a major uh, there's a city where uh, people dead people will just show up randomly on uh, in the street. Right. Um, sometimes security guards. Uh, from a certain mission, um, and they're left there. Uh, I had that happen. I pull, I pulled both of them into my ship and made them the guards to my ship. Oh, really? I found, I found one where somebody found about five or six of them and just kind of like piled them in one corner <laughs> in the in the in the security office. I saw some people have made dinky ships where they're extremely compact and tiny as compact as you can possibly get like uh -huh. one by well, one by two it's literally. more it's more it's more like a, a, yeah like one by two probably or something like that yeah. i've seen people make a fucking factory well i just saw this before we even started this. Saw my junior factory. this is this is somebody went satisfactory on this by the way bethesda please add base plates so we can put down stuff uh, and everything to make it look even because this ter ter person took 3,000 floor mats to make a flat surface for his compound. Uh, it looks amazing, but I really like, felt that, though. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but it sucks that you have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like just make a big one. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so I could just cover the ground mm -hmm. and then like, make sure I can like lift it or lower it just like in 76. Yeah. So, uh, but, it, but that it, it collects on like connects onto a natural grid oh no like way. like how how Building it, mechanics how it does with with the with the habs where like when you place it you can like scale it up and down and stuff like that yeah it changes it changes height um and it looks it, it like seamlessly like creates like stilts and stuff like that for it right. um but like not only that but like there's there's mods that people are just keep adding stuff to it and just making the game seem more seamless as one big person put in space travel seamless space travel thanks to a new mod uh, um so it's uh, obviously a nexus mod on pc but um you're able to control the gears uh the speed gear of the ship using hotkeys the maximum speed is the equivalent of a hundred uh hundreds of times uh the speed of light allowing players to travel between planets without fast travel and yep. most importantly no load times yep you'd just be able to click your destination and then like turn your fucking thing all the way up and you just snap there like, that's kind of that's kind of what i'm looking at right now this person pulled it up it's still in the very early stages oh that looks tight yeah no they're going fast Oh, <laughs> oh, they're going 200 miles, 2,000 miles per hour, uh, per hour now or something like that. I don't know. They're going really fast. I've wanted to do this, though. But, like, if like like that would be cool. So now, now instead, like, now, like, of course, maybe you could say that Bethesda could have added this in the start and whatnot. But think about it like this. It doesn't make sense for the world mechanics of the story that they set themselves into. Right. It, it wouldn't it doesn't make sense because mechanically 
graph jumps don't work like that yet in the game. Mm -hmm. At least boosting doesn't work like that in the time frame of the game. Right. So with mods and stuff, at least now that they're being added, and then the creation engine being added next year for, for, for Starfield all across all platforms, people will be able to add this into the game and stuff like that all across all platforms. And I'm fine with that. It just expands on the game. I like if we'd have to start a new save, though. Oh, you probably would. Because, like, you would probably be corrupt because you're implementing things into the game on a already saved game so it's gonna have stuff that probably needs to be started from the very beginning no, to like, like automatically at, at start like new game plus could you add mods maybe you would have to you, I, you understand what i'm saying we'll have to wait um all that I, would be cool like so that i wouldn't have to give up on like i understand if i ended my one playthrough you know what mm -hmm. i mean i wouldn't load mods in the middle of a playthrough without wanting to break my fucking game you know what i mean but um maybe at new game plus when it kind of starts dude, over dude they're flying like really close to the rings too and that was like something i was trying to do and i slowed swear to god for like 30 minutes and i was like i felt like i was getting further away from them but like they, no, this, this expansiveness of space is wild. No, it's but like people were like, oh, the only reason why they couldn't do it is because the game did, they had loaded in chunks like that. Yeah, no shit, because the game is actually expansive as fuck. So, like, no joke, like it makes complete sense. It's really cool that people are able to do this though, which I think it just like shows off like the 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 ingenuity of the fan of the fans of the game and stuff like that people and you could you could definitely say that they that people are like oh they're adding implementations for mod people are doing more for modding than they did for the game itself right. i don't think that i think the game is what intentionally they did even todd howard said it. it's a modder's paris paradise Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some some ways, you know, uh -huh. it'll be like Sarah with more boobs. But oh my God, <laughs> but in the sense, I think it's the same. It's that same thing about standards. I almost said Lazel. It's the same series. same things about standards. People expected it to be way more than it actually was. It's a Bethesda game through and through. Yeah. It's the same thing with I saw with Elden Ring. People were expecting it to be this high fantasy RPG Elden and Ring stuff or like, like Elden that. Wrong, but boy. but but the thing is, there's people that weren't expecting it to be as hard as it was because they didn't I knew know what about. I was getting into there are people started. online that were like, "This game is too hard. They need to add. They need to add difficulty add settings mode. and stuff like that." No, that's not the basis of the game. And I think it's and it, one. I think it's a base. The standards now is based on around one the way as new games continually come out, your standards are set even higher because of the new games coming out. Right. It's going to continually be like that. It's a, it's an, it's like, it's have you never struggled to play a game in your life? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like So, it's going to continually be like that. But like I said, I think we're stagnating finally at a point where the quality of stuff coming out isn't up to the standards we have anymore. And and it's the same thing probably for this game. People's standards weren't were higher for what they expected for this game. In my opinion, I felt like the game came out exactly how I expected it to be, and that's that's why I love it as it is. Um, mm, I had I had critical errors on my end. Oh, you had critical errors on your end. I don't know where you had errors. I didn't have errors like that. That's crazy. You no, know, and like I'm a manic saver. You know, like mm -hmm. like anybody who knows me knows I'm a fucking manic saver. But in the, but in the sense, through. but in the sense like. 
overall, I think the game ex was exactly what it needed to be. It's a super expansive game with a lot towards it, mm -hmm. but of course, it's made for modders as a whole too. It's the same thing with Skyrim was made for, Oblivion right. and Morrowind and Fallout and stuff like that. They're, they're meant to be built upon and stuff like that. And this game is exactly what that. It has so many different solar systems you can choose from. Some that have no people in them at all. And that could be what a modder wants to do. And expand on that whole solar system. And make it like something new. With a bunch of quests and stuff like that. It, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a great... It's a great start to something that will probably be around for the next five to ten years. I think it's gonna have like a fucking definitive edition. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, I don't a know. A legendary about edition it. or <laughs> something like that. Well, all of the I feel, I, yeah, I feel like they're gonna do that. They're always gonna. What is the first DLC? I don't know. Probably like uh, late next year or the year after that. Do you think that late? Well, Elden Ring's DLC is slated to come out at some point. It's been two years. So, um, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I hold out hope for it because like, I'm honestly, I love, I, I love the game and like, I just, I, I, I like the exploration side of it and I like how it plays. I just also agree that there are things that can be fixed, but of course that's where modders come in because with Bethesda, they make their games so open source that you can put whatever you want into it. Right. So, um, and that's great. I like that. I think a most. I think a lot of games should do that instead of trying to halt behind um, keeping modders from doing that, <clears throat> i.e. Nintendo. Um, but so the last thing, last thing in our docket because we had one more, but then we learned that it was from 2021, um, which was weird. Which it was at the top um, or something. This is this is just strange. <laughs> but but. Um, I guess I could see it. I don't play on on my phone like some like I don't mobile game on my phone. Some people do. First of all, before we get into this uh, being on about <coughs> video games, I want to talk about the iPhone 15 Pro. Okay. okay? Uh, or iPhone 15 in general. Yeah. So the you you know you heard about like the USB C like universal thing. Mm -hmm. Did you know that Apple purposefully made them low wattage so you would have to buy their chargers. Really? That are USB-C versus it. They said, do not use the Android chargers on the Apple phones. They're too high wattage, knowing damn well that it could have been a universal thing. Oh, yeah. iPhone 15 charger. Let me look at this. Everything. Oh, 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 I found it. <laughs> this all-time low sale on Apple's 35-watt dual charge port is perfect. Oh, no, that's not what I want. Uh, I don't want, like, low sales. I just want to know about it. Low wattage. There we go. There we go. Oh, uh, in August, 9 to 5 Mac reported at least some at least some iPhone 15 models could support up to 35 watt charging speeds. With this rumor, it appears to be incorrect. Just like iPhone 14, Apple says all four iPhone 14 models can charge up to 15% around 30 minutes. That's not what I want. I want to know... That's it's just faster charging. It's talking about faster charging. I want talking about faster charging, but at the same time you have to you have to buy their chargers because of the wattage inside of the fucking it's crazy. It's crazy. I was just like so like you're not gonna be able to just go online and buy one for an Android 
you have to go in and buy one. Apple Store warns people not to use Android USB-C chargers to stop new iPhone uh, 15 overheating. That's the it issue. It didn't have to happen. That's what's happening, is that the phones keep they overheating. They did that on purpose. Yeah. They 100% did that on purpose. Like, because they, they know what everybody... The iPhone 15 in. Pro theoretically has the power to burn a hole through the back. Dude, like, dude. So, yeah, these things are overheating when you use you want to use Android specific cables. Because Androids take on a higher amount of power and they last longer. <coughs> yeah. So. That's just fucking crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to buy like if you want the next iteration of the iPhone. If you don't want your like, iPhone to explode in right, your pocket. Right. If you don't want it to explode in your fucking pocket or on your desk, like while you're sleeping. Or what other whatever. phone? What other phone did that like a while ago? Was it the Sam- it was the Samsung? Samsung Galaxy something. Something like it was like five years ago, I think. Galaxy. Exploding in pocket. Samsung. Explode. I think it was the seven. Samsung explode. Samsung seven. Yep. Note seven battery. Note 7. Yep. Okay. Samsung Galaxy. Galaxy Note 7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the Note, not the Galaxy mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. But no, the, san- the, the, the the battery would explode. There's pictures of it, too. This looks yeah, gnarly. no, it was violent. All right, so getting back on track, though, on our last topic, Resident Evil Village for iPhone 15 Pro is out on October 30th. Um, cool. Uh, I was just putting the warning out there ahead of time before oh, yeah, was for sure, for sure. doing that. Like, I was like, yo don't use regular fucking chargers like apple put the notice out port game will retail forty dollars for the base game winter's expansion will be settled separately for twenty dollars because that just recently came out um yep yeah um, so like uh the i15 the iphone 15 pro is apparently like uh they're they're calling it a a, a new console for gaming you know what i mean and i'm like i do that's exactly what it, you rolled your eyes they can't see that but i rolled my eyes to it i was like okay this has there there is a video that i found of some dude going through the uh list i think it's a dude that does no that's that there's that dude that always like like takes people doing stupid shit it's that black guy who always takes people to do stupid shit and then he shows that they just you can do it a such easier way like Right. That guy, I can't fucking remember his name, but he did it for the iPhone 15. And what he did is he made a satire video of them presenting the iPhone 15 and all the new the new features that came to it. And he was basically saying that all these features are exactly what other phones have had. And also that <clears throat> it is uh, just the same features from the last phone. Just a little bit changed. Right. But all that stuff so i don't know it's just overall i i have a 12 i, I just got it i just got my screen fixed yesterday and new oh, case yeah. too katie did mention that too yeah she i got my new like, screen fix and i got a new case because my case was falling apart because i need i needed to get this thing fixed before we go on the cruise for sure um yeah, I get we, that. since we'll be around a lot of water but yeah no um that's cool i don't play my f- games on my phone but like especially triple a games like that but if you do then go ahead um yeah so i mean if you have an iphone 15 pro now you can if you spent over 1500 dollars on it right now you can <laughs> i'm good yeah 
I've got a PS5. I've got an Xbox. I've got a fucking. I don't uh, need my phone to. F- I've got a game. PC, right? I'm like, that's just a bonus. To I me. think. You know I think. What I, mean? like, I think if you like, it's cool with the cloud gaming with the Xbox. You know what I mean? <coughs> but um, I I'm not at a lack. Uh, I'm, I'm not at a lack uh, of I, systems where I don't need right, to have. Right. Exactly. Just be my like own I don't thing. have to play on my mm-hmm. phone. Do I sometimes when I'm in other places? Sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Dude. But Google is doing. The stupid stuff like ex- expandables. It's 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 something about Google twenty five or something, but they replaced the O's with the two and the two and the five, so it's G two five Google. No, it's good two five Google. Good two five Google. It's Google's twenty fifth birthday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're... Why are they celebrating this now when it was founded in, in on September 4th? Because it went live on a certain date. Okay, whatever. What is Google... 27, September 27th. So when this podcast comes out, it will be Google's 25th birthday. Celebrate Happy by birthday. like... Celebrate Dude. by learning about this new fact about Google. Did you know in the basement of Google headquarters, there is a like... A, a a like not a cl- not a cloning system but like a, a a vat factory for where they make uh new heads for their ceo does it come with new brains or are they just like no 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 it's like replaceable heads because the, the like to show different emotions no i think i it's like he doesn't like what is the C- what's the CEO of Google look like? Hold on. <laughs> the drama mask. I was gonna Happy, s- sad. I was gonna say it's more like oh Sadar Pakai. Um that's the CEO of Google. Um no, so this guy <laughs> I don't know what I just said. I said this dude no, he has like a, he he can take off his whole head and then he can re- put Pakai? a new new one on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. We're watching you Sadar Pakai. He's, he wears the same suit. Maybe he's like Mark. <laughs> Good luck, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> same I'm, gray shirt. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done here. I'm done talking about yeah, real done. people. We're, we're, we're so, next week, we won't be here. Technically, you'll be listening to an episode that we did in the past, but it's being set into the future. <laughs> Whoa! We were trying to explain it at the beginning of the podcast. Back to the Back to the future. Back to the... Future. Is it back to the... I don't think that's right. Patcher. Pasture. Back okay. to the pasture. Okay, back to the pasture. <laughs> Time to put you out. <laughs> Lenny. Alright, so... Thank you for listening. Um, I didn't mean when you actually hear yet. When you actually hear from us, we'll officially be back on the cruise. Who knows what that's gonna sound like. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you were talking about possibly doing a recording. No, I don't know about no, that. because we're going to be so all over the place, and I don't think we can stay Bar focused crawl, for more than th- 20 minutes on that. Bar so, crawl, yeah, we're going to see about how that goes. All right. All um, right. Uh, wish us luck. Uh, we'll, we'll come back, uh, hopefully fresh and strong and not riddled with sickness. <laughs> We're getting consumption in the garden. All right. Mm-hmm. You guys have a great day because uh, we release this at 10 a.m. And um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it seems as if you have done it. <clears throat> done what you ask? Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer. Mm -hmm.